Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. There has been a trade of one of the best defensive players in that league, as your Carolina Panthers are in their open week after taking care of business in London against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as the Kyle Allen, Cam Newton conversation ramps up with Cam expected back at practice less than a week from now, it is also time to reflect on the four and two start that has included among other things, an MVP type performance from the young running back, Christian McCaffrey. You probably know as a general point as a football fan that usually a quarterback wins the MVP award. Last year, it was Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Prior to that, Tom Brady of the Patriots got yet another MVP. Before that, remember, it was Matt Ryan of the Falcons winning most of the NFL MVP awards. Before that, it was your guy, Cam Newton, another quarterback. Aaron Rodgers of the Packers, Peyton Manning, then of the Broncos, actually won another. He won four of those while with the Indianapolis Colts. Brady again, Brady again. You know the theme. Is Christian McCaffrey having the kind of season so far that you would put him among your top candidates for most valuable player in the NFL? The numbers, remember, are among the best since Jim Brown stopped playing running back long, long ago. His most sensational season in the 1960s, Jim Brown, some call him the greatest player ever in the NFL at any position. Christian McCaffrey's numbers at times this year, I remember th through five games, only one Jim Brown season in the 60s was more productive than what McCaffrey has pr had produced at that point. He didn't have as many yards, although he was also, once again, central to a victory over the Buccaneers. We'll talk about McCaffrey, the Panthers, Jalen Ramsey moving from Jacksonville to the Rams. He is about as good as it gets at the cornerback position. We saw him as a superstar at Florida State here in ACC country prior to jumping to the next level. We have college football on our mind, of course. Major League Baseball glancing back offered us yet another gem by the Houston Astros right-hander Garrett Cole. He went to Yankee Stadium and he shut down the Yankees. Unbelievable story continues to unfold. The guy has 19 wins and zero losses in his last 25 starts. He led the majors in strikeouts. He has been as dominant. I mean, this is starting to sound like one of those Oral Hershiser type stories from way back in the day. Fernando Valenzuela at his best in the baseball world. Quick update for baseball fans just announced shortly ago. Typically, we've all been there, right, when a game is rained out. Or if you're a youth soccer parent, you've been there when the lightning strikes and everybody has to go home unless you're willing to wait out a delay or two. Typically, you're in Yankee Stadium by the time you get, we'd get a rain out. They decided to pull the plug early. So tonight's game four between the Astros and the Yankees, and obviously now Houston's up two games to one. They got the Yankees in New York last night, thanks largely to Garrett Cole and his seven shutout innings. Another masterpiece from that guy. 
Game four postponed already. They've pushed it to tomorrow night. That pushes game five to Friday night. Astros up 2-1 in that seven-game ALCS. Meanwhile, hats off to the Washington Nationals. As we also celebrate the Carolina Hurricanes, did you know? The hockey team based in our backyard has the most points of anybody in the National Hockey League. They're on a four-game road trip. They beat the Kings in L.A. last night. They take on the Sharks in San Jose tonight. The State Fair takes over much of their neighborhood here in Raleigh in the coming weeks. So they're away until October 26th on this four-game road trip. They started it in style with a win, and the Canes have the third most goals in the league. So they're playing a fun style. They're 6-1 and one in their first seven games. They have a bigger challenge tonight in the Sharks. They're better than the Kings. And they have a couple of late October home games that, where we hope to see you there on your Canes with DG tickets. Or otherwise, Peter Morazic with the shutout last night. The youngster, 20-year-old Marty Natchez with a big goal as well. So we'll talk a little hockey, a lot of college football, a lot of NFL. We will welcome three great guests. We will also tip our caps to the Washington Nationals. Because a lot of folks thought there would be a readjustment, a recalibration for a franchise that under that name, the Washington Nationals, has never been to the World Series until now. Remember, they were the Montreal Expos, who also, by the way, never made it to a World Series. And in 2005, the Expos moved to our nation's capital. That city had gone, remember, more than three decades without a Major League Baseball franchise. It's just one of those anomalies that we followed. How did our nation's most popular sport, the NFL, not have any teams in L.A. for a while? Right now they have two. They didn't have any for a long time, and it was really weird. How does our most popular sport end up totally vacant in one of our biggest cities? Well, the Washington Nationals plugged a baseball version of that anomaly, and now here they are in the World Series. They swept the St. Louis Cardinals last night. I know that whereas the Braves and the Yankees, according to various polls, are the most popular major league baseball teams in North Carolina. We love our Durham Bulls and Charlotte Knights and many others. The Washington Nationals are somewhere near the top of the list as well after the Braves, who are most favored in the western half of our statewide syndicated audience, and the Yankees, most favored in Charlotte, but then many in the eastern half of our audience. The Washington Nationals are somewhere in the top five as well. A, they're the shortest drive if you want to see a Major League Baseball game for, I would say, what? A huge chunk of North Carolinians depends on where you live. If you're down in Charlotte or Asheville, you can get to a Braves game easier, easier than you can get to a Nationals game. If you're where I am in the capital city of Raleigh or much of eastern North Carolina, your easiest trip is to the Washington Nationals. The Orioles still technically qualify as a Major League Baseball team, barely, but that's a slightly longer drive. I know it well because as a guy originally from Philadelphia, I have pounded the I-95 pavement many, many times. You hit the Nationals a little bit before you hit the Baltimore Orioles, and that's good for baseball fans, by the way, given how Baltimore has been trending lately. Did you know that only four teams in Major League Baseball history have gone from 12 games under 500. You are ailing to be 12 games under 500. It has to be fairly far into the season, right? I mean, unless you just start 0-12. They were 19-31. and 31. That is a long way. It's almost a third of the way through your regular season. 
and the Washington Nationals were lead, reading a lot of headlines about how now that Bryce Harper's gone, you're not even contenders. How are you possibly going to get to the next level? Well, sure enough, they've come together. They are making their first trip to the World Series for that franchise in its history. And the city, or the District of Columbia, if you will, which hasn't won a World Series since 1924, almost 100 years. They did so as the old Washington Senators. They made another World Series, but that city, and it was the Senators again in 1933, that city has not participated in a World Series since 1933 and hasn't won one in 95 years. Now the Nationals get to, like, sit and wait. Who knows how long? Maybe the Yankees and the Astros go seven games. There's some weird math, by the way, and it might be just trivia. There might be something to it, that the team that clinches a spot in the World Series first usually loses the World Series. We can, we'll throw those numbers at you later. You can decide if it is correlation, coincidence, or something otherwise. But that's the state of affairs in Major League Baseball. Again, postpone that TV menu option from tonight to tomorrow night as the Yankees will host Game 4 on Thursday and then again Game 5 on Friday before the series, assuming it needs a return to Houston, would return to the great state of Texas. College football today includes our midseason report cards. I will hand out some, and I invite you to do the same. As we look forward to Richard Justice on Major League Baseball, Will Brinson, CBS Sports on the NFL, Roddy Jones, the ACC Network on college football. We invite your participation on, among other things, the question of the day for college football fans. What letter grade would you give your favorite college football coach or team and why? Now, to be clear, I do not think this is as easy as your team is 5-1 and one or 6-0, and oh, so your guy automatically gets an A. And I really don't think it's as simple as if your team is struggling or 500 or below 500, you automatically get an F. I do think we live in a world with enough nuance that it's a little bit more complicated than that. You can give Dabo Sweeney an A if you want. 6-0, and right? They haven't lost yet. They're where they want to be record-wise, although some of the details haven't unfolded without some significant wrinkles. Almost every team we follow – here in North Carolina at the FBS level or in the ACC, SEC neighborhoods, almost everybody has played the six out of the 12 regular season matchups. That makes it a perfect time for our mid-season report cards, midterms, if you will. What letter grade would you give your favorite college football coach or team and why now that we're at the midway point of the regular season? I'll offer report card grades all day today. 1-800-849-2761. Scott Satterfield at Louisville is only four and two but he's going to get a really, really good grade for delivering that given what he inherited, right? What do you have on hand? Talent, experience, depth. What's your schedule been like? What's the injury factor outside of your control? And then, well, of course, what's your win-loss record? It all matters. 1-800-849-2761. I can already see the D's pouring in for Willie Taggart at Florida State and a handful of others. You can jump in with yours at 1-800-849-2761. A college football fan has been arrested for calling in a bomb threat during a game. More on that crazy story. Your questions and comments about the Red Hot Carolina Hurricanes. The Major League Baseball playoffs are down to three teams still standing. Your midseason report cards in college football. You can also chime in on something as simple as this. 
Who is your NFL MVP right now? Is Christian McCaffrey, Panthers running back, even in your top three? We know it's a quarterback-driven award, and it is how many years in a row now? One, two, three, four, five, six in a row. It is 11 of the last 12 NFL MVPs have been quarterbacks. I understand the uphill battle nature of Christian McCaffrey reaching that rare level that a guy like Adrian Peterson with the Vikings won seven years ago, a guy like LaDainian Tomlinson with the Chargers won 13 years ago. It does happen. It's just really rare. Where is that McCaffrey guy on your MVP ballot? We're not quite at the midway point of the NFL regular season, but since the Panthers are in an open week, that is one thing on my mind. More on the NFL, more on college football, a little on the NBA. If you're mad at LeBron James or Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr, the LeBron part of that story became inflamed again yesterday, and some in Hong Kong are actually burning his jersey. What are, what are your main objections to what they're not doing? Why are so many Americans mad at people who have been social justice warriors at home and yet in a world where you don't vote in other countries, you don't live in other countries, it's harder to create more change in places where you don't have the same kind of presence. Why are some people drawing a false parallel between trying to change your own nation for the better and somehow reacting like they have limitless ability to take a country with major problems and wave a magic wand and make those things go away? Do you... In your company, never do business with China? Do you, when you buy clothes for your baby, never buy anything that says made in China? Because I got news for you, folks. At times in my recent lifetime, about 40% of all clothes in our country were made in China. And some of the people who make fun of China the most actually sell clothes that say made in China. So what are you doing as you ask NBA figures to be more outspoken about the human rights violations there, even as, of course, the NBA and many of its players collect big paychecks because of their relationships with various businesses in China. 1-800-849-2761. You can jump in on the McCaffrey MVP question, the midseason report cards question. What letter grade would you give your favorite college football coach or team here at the Midway Point and why? You can jump in on the NBA with a question or comment as well. We're also today, Darren, celebrating 10 years on Twitter. Now, you are in my fourth year, your fourth year as the producer of the David Glenn Show, right? You'll have a... Uh, a anniversary coming up in early 2020 correct correct all right Richard Justice on baseball Will Brinson on football pro football Roddy Jones on college football and today you know it's basically this week I couldn't find a date is that possible what day did we join Twitter in October of 2009 I, I don't know how to find that if it is available I do know that we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary on Twitter and I'm just going to say today, why not? It's hump day. I know it happened around here. It's October 16th, 2019. We joined in October something teen in 2009. All right? It's our 10-year anniversary. As we celebrate today, Darren, I might surprise you with a visit from my former producer, Jared Brooks, who got us on Twitter with the handle at David Glenn Show. I may surprise you with your predecessor, Hayes Permar, who took us to the next level on Twitter. I know not everybody in our statewide listening audience is on Twitter. Heck, I'm a guy that if Darren Vaught listed 10 social media options, 
I might not know what he's talking about in eight or nine. That's that's where I am on all this. I <laughs> not have on uh, TikTok is the the newest one. No, the, the short video. You want to just platform? keep going? No, no. no. <laughs> I'm 0 for one on TikTok. What else you got for me? Uh, I am not personally on Facebook. So right. I, I guess that makes me 0 for 2. I know Although, you're not on Instagram that's either. 0 for that, 3. These are the basics. Facebook oh, yeah. These are baby step social media <laughs> things. Uh, do, do all your dating apps count? Does that count as social media? Because I mean, it's, it's media. It's social. I'm not on any of yeah, those, right? I don't think. <laughs> right? obvious reasons. Swipe left, swipe right. How does that stuff work? <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like 0 for 9 right there by the time you get done with all of those. I have embraced Twitter, and in all seriousness, as we come to your calls, College football midseason report cards. Christian McCaffrey and other MVP candidates. I am not ignoring the quarterbacks. I am just celebrating the Panthers running back and his place in that world. There are quarterback candidates, of course, and some really good ones, even as McCaffrey's numbers have been off the charts. And I believe in a world where 15 of the last 18 MVPs have been quarterbacks. I think McCaffrey deserves at least consideration given what he's done in the Panthers' 4-2 and two start. For the record, as we come to your calls, baseball, hockey, NBA, college football, NFL, 10 years in, Darren, and you can back me up on this. You have access as well. We have blocked no more than five people. It's true. Right? I don't and know. I think the, that number has it's fluctuated. It's either four or five right now. Yeah, that number has even fluctuated to where at one point it was less than one per year, but a, a larger number than it is now. Yeah. And it's decreased. So, I mean, it's even gone down well, over the, the past the five years. Angry, ignorant, racist people tend to change their names <laughs> on social media. I've noticed that. So you, you have to block the worst of the worst. And I really reserve blocking for the absolute worst for the worst of the worst. You know, the French have the phrase la creme de la creme. Do they also have one for the worst of the worst? The pits of humanity? That's who gets blocked. I mean, you got to be really, really bad on a really consistent basis. I brag about having the smartest audience in sports radio. It is one more reminder. Ten years in, I barely know how to mute somebody. I mean, I think we've done that a couple times just when somebody becomes the, the true, you know, fly that bounces into your windshield on a long drive and causes a mess occasionally I think I've asked you to mute somebody. We're at like four or five blocks and one or two mutes, I think. Ten years in, that I do believe reflects the smartest audience in sports radio. We've break it, broken major news on Twitter in our first decade there. It ha we have gone viral occasionally with the Roy Williams two chains thing, with the Paul Johnson of Georgia Tech uh, reference to <laughs> his his apparel company yeah. being known by absolutely nobody. The Dabo Sweeney Steve Spurrier thing went viral, I, I remember, as well. So we've had a lot of fun, and we appreciate you and your role in helping us have fun on Twitter as we celebrate that 10th anniversary this week. 1-800-849-2761. Twitter questions and comments. NFL, college football, NBA, there's an international incident, and it continues with LeBron James getting his jersey burned by many in Hong Kong who didn't like his public comments about Daryl Morey's tweet a while back. Major League Baseball, the Carolina Hurricanes are flying and soaring and skating. They're back in action tonight against the San Jose Sharks in San Jose after taking a two-to-nothing two to victory over the Kings in Los Angeles last night. A lot of good news, things to discuss. 
some bad news things as well. We'll get you caught up on the crazy headlines. A college football fan has been arrested for calling in a bomb threat during a game this past weekend. More on those stories with your calls. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. The great difference between sport and capital E Entertainment and capital S Sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. In the air, center field. This should do it. Robles will squeeze it. back to the David Glenn Show. Little baseball, no game tonight, postponed for rain. Thursday night will be game four between the Astros and the Yankees, Friday night game five. We have a lot of football on our mind. We have great guests later. We're celebrating our 10-year anniversary on Twitter here at the David Glenn Show. We hope you'll follow us at David Glenn Show. You can win cool tickets and other prizes there. Hopefully have fun following the show. We've even gotten to the point where we tweet a lot of quotes from our guests there in case you're not listening live. Jared Brooks and Hayes Permar have helped me through this Twitter world over the last decade. Darren Vaught is one of those who helps me with them nowadays. You can jump in on our questions of the day. Richard Justice of MLB.com joins us in 30-plus minutes to talk about the World Series-bound Washington Nationals and also what's left of a fantastic series between Houston and New York in the ALCS. Will Brinson on the NFL next hour. Roddy Jones from the ACC Network will join us in all things college football. Here's our invitation to you as we contemplate baseball, the red-hot Carolina Hurricanes, LeBron James having his jerseys burned by people in Hong Kong in the latest chapter of the NBA versus China international incident. Our questions for you are on football, college, and pro. Christian McCaffrey of your Carolina Panthers, who have an open week this week, through six games, is on pace for 2,461 yards from scrimmage. In the history of the NFL... If you project Christian's current numbers through 16 games, 2,461. In the history of the National Football League, one running back, one time, had more yards from scrimmage in a single season. He actually also has ties to our state. Former ECU star Chris Johnson went past 2,500 yards as a running back from scrimmage 10 years ago. 2009, he set the all-time record, 2,509 yards. Nobody else finished at a better place than Christian McCaffrey is on pace to finish. Now, back in the day of Jim Brown, they weren't playing 16 regular season games. So that hurts the, the older generation. But LaDainian Tomlinson is one of the greats from this position in this dual threat kind of way. He never had a year like McCaffrey's on the pace to have. Barry Sanders is one of those guys. He never got there. Marcus Allen, Adrian Peterson, Tiki Barber, Marshall Falk, Edger and James. These are some of the other running backs who put up the greatest single-season yardage totals in the history of the NFL. Christian McCaffrey right now in a league where six straight MVPs have been quarterbacks and 11 of the last 12 MVPs have been quarterbacks, and you and I could create our own list of the 2019 candidates as well. If this doesn't justify a running back being in that conversation, I don't know what does. 
His numbers were not huge in the win against the Bucks, but he has made huge plays in all four of the Panthers' wins. Kyle Allen has saved this season from its 0-2 start, even more so, and somehow in a slightly understated way, Christian McCaffrey has saved this season for the Carolina Panthers and is putting up record-setting numbers along the way. If you'd like in on college football, as we go to Matt and Raleigh, he wants in in the NFL. Gary and Wilson wants in on college football. Others want to jump in on LeBron and the NBA and the China crisis. Mid-season report cards. I've already gotten the letter D for Dave Doran at NC State. Now, that happens to be his initials, double D, Dave Doran at NC State. I, I don't know if I'm one of those middle-of-the-road graders, but I have Carolina fans who want to give Mac Brown an A+, and state fans who want to give Dave Doran a D. Now, I don't know if I'm alone in my thinking here, but I can't give anybody an A-plus for a 3-3 three and three start. Do I believe the Tar Heels are way better than I thought they would be? Yes. Does Mac Brown deserve a lot of credit for re-energizing the fan base and the on-the-field product? Yes. Has he played one of the tougher schedules anybody has played? Yes. Does he deserve a lot of credit? Yes. But A-plus when you're 3-3? Three and three? I can't go all the way to A-plus if you have a 3-3 three and three start. Maybe I'll give him an A-minus. I mean, they lost at home to App State. They lost at Wake Forest, right? And then they played a great game before falling by one against the Clemson Tigers. It's not like any of the three losses is an embarrassment. The Tar Heels have shown out far more for the better than for the worse through six games. But I, can't, I don't think I've ever given any coach A-plus for a 3-3 three and three start. A-minus on the DG midterm report card. And I don't know if I can give somebody a D for a 4-2 and two start. Like, if you're a Florida State fan and you want to give Willie Taggart a D and they're 3-3, three and three, I'm with you. He has unnecessarily created negative headlines for your program. He followed up last year's train wreck with barely beating Louisiana Monroe. on the way. That's one of the three wins, remember. And he has not managed the player-coach relationship well. He has not managed the coach-media relationship well. He hasn't managed the coach-fan base relationship well. They're 3-3. Three and three. So maybe it's not an F, but I see the D with Willie Taggart at Florida State. I can't see the D. NC State is four wins and two losses. And in a game that could have gone either way last Thursday night, which coach reached into his bag of tricks and found the play that made a difference between somewhat similarly matched teams that were both struggling offensively? It wasn't Dino Babers of Syracuse that found the let's ask the quarterback to get give somebody else a chance to throw the ball, right? It was the Wolfpack gadget play in front of those screaming fans at Carter-Finley that created that touchdown in a low-scoring game where you were wondering how people were going to get first downs for a while, much less touchdowns. Dave Doran found that play. Now, they face-planted at West Virginia. I saw that. They've gone through the three-headed monster at quarterback. I've seen that. They lost by double digits at Florida State. I'm not blind to the downside. I see it. But I'm not giving somebody a D who's 4-2. and two. You want to give him a C because he's his two biggest opponents he lost to? Okay, I, I'm with you to that point. They haven't overachieved. 
but four and two is still four and two. There's plenty of teams that would love to have that problem, if you know what I mean. 1-800-849-2761. All of our guests are later. Your phone calls are now. Gary and Wilson is next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to the program. Oh, Gary, you might have seen this. Very excited to share this with the whole state, but I'm personally excited to share it with Gary. Former Wake Forest star Greg Dortch has been signed by the Carolina Panthers. He, of course, was a wide receiver and return man for the Deacons. Phenomenal player for Dave Clawson. Turned pro early. He's been on the Jets practice squad. Ray Ray McLeod has been coughing the ball up as the Panthers return man. He has let other punts drop that he should have caught so that you lose that 15 yards of bounce the hidden yardage coaches talk about he has not been a reliable return man as remember a relatively late signee for the Panthers uh what was that at the end of the preseason basically I'm a huge Greg Dortch believer and I think that was one of the few really weak links in the Panthers four and two start it was just a guessing game what you were going to get from Ray Ray some big plays but some hide your eyes place. So I, I like this move that the Panthers have added Greg Dortch. Uh, maybe we'll see him as soon as their trip to San Francisco next week. What's going on, Gary? Are you just smiling ear to ear with Greg Dortch back in town? I am very happy. And I have felt for some time that Greg Dortch could fill that void that was created with the loss of Ted Ginn Jr. Yeah. from the roster. Yeah. And we just uh, and he's also very unselfish. He will catch every punt and either take the hit or uh, take a fair catch and make a successful catch of the punt. So he will help them. And by the way, I know Gary wants to give a Wake Forest report card, and I am in favor of that. Just quickly, did anybody see Chase Blackburn in London, the Panthers special teams coach? Everybody knows head coaches' names. You know, diehard NFL fans know both coordinators' names. Sometimes you know the special teams dude's name, right? Uh, John Harbaugh of the Baltimore Ravens is a former special teams guru, and it's an uncommon path to a head coaching position, but it's out there. Chase Blackburn has left all sorts of the right impressions on Ron Rivera's staff as they have had reliable punting from Michael Pilardi. They have had a relatively smooth transition at kicker with uh, the injury to Graham Gano to Joey Sly, the former Virginia Tech star. I know it's not perfect. Sly's, I think, been more good than bad, though. And then who was more on the fair catch for a free cook, free kick wrinkle that we saw at the half time, near the half of the Buccaneers game? I mean, Chase Blackburn was as excited, given that he was in London, as what I imagine teenage girls being when the Beatles came to town. That's how excited he was coaching up his punt returner. Hey, man, if you make a fair catch of a punt, we might be close enough for Joey Sly against no rush because of this wrinkle that 90-some percent of NFL fans don't even know about. Chase Blackburn was as high as high as allowed to get in all of those special teams guru details. It didn't pay off, but... He's an attention-to-detail guy in that phase of the game, and I imagine he is behind, knocking on Ron Rivera's door, saying, Ray Ray keeps making me nervous, and we can't be great on special teams if my main return dude 
is botching, muffing the ball, botching the ball, fumbling the ball, and letting the punts drop too often. So Greg Dortch, I hope and think, will be an upgrade over Ray Ray. Continue, Gary and Wilson, with your Wake Forest football report card. Yes, David, thank you. Um, I feel bad in a way saying this because typically a 5-1 and one Wake Forest team might be an A++++. Yeah, no kidding. Plus. But I'm going to give my Deacons a B. Mm. And the primary reason I give them a B is the pass rush on opposing quarterbacks has not been no. very good no. or consistent. Boston College exposed Wake a bit on this, and certainly Louisville did big time. Yes. The Deacons have got to put some fear and uncertainty into the head and the arm of the opposing quarterback if they're going to complete this season with the promise that it has shown early on. Yeah, we, we talked, appreciate the call, Gary. We talked all summer about, everybody knows, Wake Forest was my pick to end up as the best team in the state of North Carolina. They have gotten off to one of the best starts in school history, 5-0 and before losing to Louisville in that 62-59 to game. One of the reasons I picked the Deeks to be so good is Dave Clawson. Another reason is that whereas some schools don't have any quarterbacks right now, Wake likes both of its quarterbacks. And Jamie Newman, prior to getting hurt, you know, has been first-team all-ACC caliber at the most important position on the field. Sage Surratt and Scotty Washington, those guys have stepped up on offense. They've had a, they have a couple veteran tackles who are really good on the offensive line. I've used this phrase a lot this year. The closest thing to great in the ACC outside the Clemson Tigers this season has been Wake Forest's offense. I mean, it has been hitting on all cylinders from two different running backs that they love, several different wideouts that they love. The line is playing better than most ACC lines. It is a juggernaut offensively. And even in their loss, right, you put up 59, you're supposed to win. Defensively, we knew that it was still going to be a struggle for Dave Clawson and the Deeks. I, I'm shocked that Gary gave them only a B. He said, I, I think I'd give Wake an A-. minus." I mean, they're 5-1. and one. They're truly brilliant offensively. I'm not sure they have great personnel defensively out of like, outside of like three or four guys that I would want on my team. You know, Boogie Basham has been their one pass rusher. When the offense knows that there's only one pass rusher to be afraid of, what happens? Well, Boogie Basham gets double teamed on almost every passing play. Scott Satterfield had a plan for Boogie Basham, right? So other guys have to step up. But overall, who, who do you think's being too easy or too hard here, Darren? You want to break the tie? I'm seeing an f- Wake is five and one in football. You know? Yeah, as Gary started that's, his. That's the starting like, point. Like Wake's five and one in football. Now they only get credit for what they've done through six games, but it is not beyond the realm of possibility that they could have the second double-digit win total in more than a hundred years of playing football. Now it won't be easy to get to ten wins. But I think it's possible to get to 10 wins, and that's just fun to think about. Now, that's looking in the future. Just looking in the rearview mirror, which is what midterm report cards should be about, I see a lot more good than bad. I, I don't know. 
maybe uh, how does that work for real teachers gary's in there saying b i'm in there saying a minus and then on the report card it ends up being a big plus is b plus is that how it works i don't know you want to break the tie yeah, yeah b plus is a good compromise i, I think that's a both appropriate and man. in between the two uh grades that you guys have i received. like fans setting the bar in a high place <laughs> yeah but you know dave torrent can't be a d right i mean come on now some of these fans are being too nice some of these fans are being too harsh 1-800-849-2761 scott satterfield at louisville gets an a all right i'm not handing out a lot of a's today uh might even get an a plus i don't know but 1-800-849-2761 more of your what letter grade would you give your favorite college football coach or team here at the six game mark halfway through the regular season and why i'll offer more of mine throughout today's show we're celebrating 10 years on twitter and we're also celebrating the washington nationals trip to the world series the carolina hurricanes red hot start and christian mccaffrey's well-deserved place in the nfl mvp conversation I know quarterback's probably going to win, but among running backs, he's making about as good an argument as we've seen since Adrian Peterson won that award for the Vikings seven years ago. 1-800-849-2761. We do have some lines open. Intern Will, representing William Peace University, will be the first voice you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. Roddy Jones later on college football, the former Georgia Tech star running back and team captain, now with the ACC Network. Will Brinson of CBS on the NFL in about 45 minutes. Richard justice of the mlb network on a fascinating baseball postseason he drops by in about 20 minutes that means the other side's a good time for your call 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on the david glenn show you like college football it's taj boy taj how are you welcome i'm to good dave man i appreciate you having me on the show i'm excited to be here man and excited for the question that you're going to ask mark richt of georgia please stop taking our best high school football players but otherwise thank you for the visit last thing for virginia tech coach frank beamer so do we the david glenn show thanks david appreciate it a lot you got it to the david glenn show three great guests later my former producers jared brooks and hayes permar are going to drop by to add what they can to darren vaught's thoughts on our 10th year anniversary on twitter that is this week we are celebrating it today christian mccaffrey is among the nfl's mvp candidates if you just look at the numbers quarterbacks almost always win i think mccaffrey is a deserving running back candidate you can chime in with your mid-season nfl mvp and since we are exactly halfway through the 12 game college football regular season we are handing out mid-season report cards as well. Carolina fans are mostly giving Mac Brown great grades. Dave Clawson is getting at worst B's and B pluses and plenty of A's at Wake Forest. Dave Doran's harder graders are giving him D's, but there are plenty of B's and C's in there as well. You can jump in with yours for any coach. Eli Drinkwitz is 5-0 and and has a Sun Belt program in a place that it rarely is, and an App State program at the FBS level where it has never been, and that is in the national top 25 of the polls as the Mountaineers are, as usual, the best team in the Sun Belt, but also on that national radar in a new and different way as well. 1-800-849-2761. One thing I promised as we come back to your calls. Sometimes when there's a crazy headline in the sports world, I will just ask my staff, where do you think this came from? Or they'll ask me. 
And one of my first guesses, if it's truly bordering on insanity, you know, the ugly underbelly of human beings and humanity, my first guess, if it's in a worldwide headline, is international soccer, right? The hooligans, the, wherever there is the most passion, there is typically the most insanity. Passion can be a great thing. Passion can be a destructive thing when it turns in the wrong direction. When you tell me that it is within the United States, one of my first guesses is usually the Southeastern Conference, right? They, like, cheat the most when it comes to NCAA violations. They have an intense passion, again, that is usually a good thing, but occasionally a crazy thing. And today's weird headlines from across the American sports world indeed does come from the wild, wild west of the SEC, and I believe at least two life lessons are in here. A freshman at the University of, Al of Alabama has been accused of calling in a bomb threat to LSU's Tiger Stadium during LSU's win over Florida on Saturday night. He's 19 years old from Virginia. He was arrested and jailed Monday as a, quote, fugitive from justice. He faces still unspecified charges in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which the LSU Tigers call home. When asked why he did what he did, and folks, life lesson number one, yes, they can find you most of the time. You better be good at describing your location in a way that requires matrix-level ability to find you. One, they probably can find you. Two, don't call in bomb threats. And three, the guy's excuse was that his buddy was about to lose a big bet. I would say the third life lesson is don't bet any more than you could afford to lose. Otherwise, your buddy may be calling in a bomb threat. I guess if the game had to be postponed, his buddy wouldn't have lost the bet. Wow, that's going a little too far in the name of friendship. We're back after this. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Many great guests on the way. Will Brinson on the NFL, Roddy Jones on college football. More of your calls in hour two, but that hour will begin with one of our favorites on baseball. From the MLB Network, Richard Justice on the World Series-bound Washington Nationals, Yankees-Astros 2 next. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show.